So opioids are under a lot of recent scrutiny, and not just in our special reporting series, but also from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, who are now telling doctors to stop prescribing the addictive painkillers for long-term pain management. Well, for more on the use of opioid medications and what's changed with the CDC's new guidelines, we're joined now by our regular medical analyst, Dr. John Halbert. Good to have you here. Hi, Tom. Thanks. What kind of evolution have you seen in the 20, a little more than 20 years in your practice, right? Yeah. You know, I think there's there's sort of a two-pronged approach to this. One is that I think for any physician who's starting a practice, you're going to get new patients. Among those new patients are people who are looking to you to get their pain medication. They're doctor shopping. You know, they're there for the purpose of getting pain meds. Once you've been in practice for a while, that slows down because your practice isn't as open as it once was. So I just simply don't get that anymore. But as far as the meds go themselves, I mean, 20 years ago, MS content, morphine sulfate, continuously released, was a brand new medication. It was a breakthrough for for cancer care. And I think what we've noticed is that meds that were intended for things like that have gotten absorbed into our kind of regular practice of taking care of people with chronic pain. And we know there are many, many people with chronic pain. These new CDC recommendations, tell us what they allow for long-term and short-term when it comes to prescribing uh, these opioids. Sure. It's mainly addressing chronic pain, which is an enormous problem. And, you know, because we can all imagine you've had surgery, you need some pain medication for just a day or two after surgery. It totally makes sense. But when people have chronic pain, that's really where they're getting at this. And they're recommending that we think about non-opiate pain medication, number one. Two, if we're going to prescribe it, that we go with short-acting meds, not long-term, not sustained release medications, that we look at other adjunctive therapies therapy right from the get-go. So there's a whole host of recommendations. And frankly, the the amount of information that's on their website is a little overwhelming. and It'll take some time to really read through and, and uh, absorb. Okay. Tell us about the alternatives, the non-opiate uh, options. There are a bunch. You know, I think we forget that acetaminophen or Tylenol is a possibility. Ibuprofen um, found in uh, Motrin and Advil is an option. We have medications that were, you know, old antidepressants or sort of anti-seizure medications that have this wonderful pain-relieving quality to them, things like lidocaine that you can apply topically to numb pain. So we have lots and lots of options. So what kinds of conversations are you having, especially since these guidelines have changed, uh, with patients to help them plan for changing their medication plan? Yeah, so I know that I'm using this, the CDC's announcement, as sort of an opportunity to revisit some of the patterns that we've gotten stuck in. You know, I certainly have some, not many, people who are on daily chronic pain medication. All of them have signed pain contracts, so I know that they're taking the meds as scheduled. But nevertheless, I think it's a really good opportunity to sort of step back, say, you know, I mean, everyone knows that there's this huge conversation happening nationally about these medications. So no patient is surprised if we bring this up. And I think for the most part, they're open to the idea of of kind of exploring this. And so I'm often sending my patients to a pain clinic to get kind of a reassessment to make sure that what we're doing is right on the money. And if changes are recommended, we're implementing those changes. And what's working? What's effective when it comes to the alternatives to the opioids and a pain clinic situation? Yeah, so I think we're oftentimes we're starting to sort of taper off some of the chronic pain medication, the opiate pain medication, inserting one of the other meds in. So there's this sort of seamless overlap of the two, making sure that that they're doing physical therapy, making sure they're doing some activity stretching. I mean, these are all common things. I mean, of course, they should be doing this all along. But, you know, people come in for a quick visit and we can only address so much. That's one of the problems, I think, with chronic pain management that, you know, even for us in primary care, we only have so much time to look at the totality of a person's life and chronic pain becomes consuming, you know, and overwhelming for yeah. people. And and let's face it, in our society, it's so much easier to prescribe a pill, to take a pill than it is to change your lifestyle and to incorporate all these other things into it. 
Dr. John Hallberg is an associate professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Minnesota and medical director of the Mill City Clinic. Usually, uh, John, you're here on Tuesdays, but thanks for being here today as we begin our reporting series on opioid painkillers, and thanks for the insight. My pleasure, Tom. Thank you.